0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there is so much information out there, so I'm here to help you navigate it all and live your best life. Thanks for listening. Let's get into it. Hi everybody, welcome to the show. I have a really fun episode for you today. I'm talking to Dana Omari. She's the owner of the Instagram account, IG Famous by Dana, and she has a new podcast out called Serial Fillers. And if you're on Instagram, I'm sure you either follow her or you have come across one of her pictures on your Explore feed. She loves to educate on aesthetics. She speculates on celebrity cosmetic procedures so that she can educate people and raise awareness about what people are really doing out there and she has been in the aesthetics industry for nearly 7 years she's also a dietitian and medical aesthetic consultant and we just talk a lot about beauty standards and of course before and afters and let me just preface this by saying everything is allegedly <laughs> and it's just a really interesting conversation you guys know i love talking about this and raising awareness and just telling people about what procedures are being done what procedures are available and kind of lifting the veil a little bit. I always still get messages from people saying that they didn't know that you could do X, Y, or Z, and they're always kind of flabbergasted that some celebrities that may come across as natural have actually had a lot of procedures done. And so I just love talking to other people who are interested in this and helping to educate people. So I hope that you guys enjoy the episode. And without further ado, Dana Omari. Okay, so I am here with Dana of IG Famous by Dana or with Dana, am I getting it <laughs> Hi, Yeah. Hi. that's what I thought. One of my favorite accounts to follow. So I'm super excited to talk today, talking about procedures and just beauty stuff and public figures and all of that is one of my favorite topics to delve into. And I know that a lot of the listeners really find it juicy and interesting and also educational because a lot of people who aren't necessarily in the industry, in the beauty industry, or in Hollywood or whatever, don't even realize that so many of these procedures exist, that so many people get them just how much somebody can do without other people really noticing. So I think that everyone will find this episode really interesting, hopefully. And to begin, I would just love if you could give everybody a little background on you and who you are, what you do, and how you came to have this account that's become so popular.
1: Right. So my background is actually really convoluted. I'm a registered dietitian. I have my undergrad in biochem and a master's of nutrition and biochem. And I started in the aesthetics industry when I was hired to be over the wellness department of a medical spa and clinic. And in that role, of course, I did my dietetic stuff. I still work in dietetics as well. We quickly figured out I had a pretty good eye for aesthetics and a really good ability to explain procedures to people who either were new to them or just really at a level that they could understand pretty easily and understand the result and be able to manage their expectations. Even though some of the doctors and you know nurse practitioners and everyone that I worked with, they were brilliant. They were very smart, but I don't know when it came to explaining this is what this procedure does or. What is it that you're looking to enhance or improve? They just had a very hard time connecting with their patients. And so I became the official patient coordinator and consultation manager. And I still did my dietetics stuff as well. And it was during all the many consultations that I had that I realized that people really had no idea anything about procedures. And there was a lot of misinformation and I attributed that to the fact that we don't talk about procedures and people who are in the public eye blatantly deny them. Even when we in the industry, we know that they've had something done. If we don't know exactly what, we have a pretty good idea of what they've been doing. And then I would have people saying things like, well, I heard I could just use this cream and it would do the same as Botox. I'm like, if a cream could replace Botox, we would be so out of business. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I started the page. It was more of a release because I couldn't say some of these things, of course, to the patients. And then it just very quickly developed a following. I had no idea it would be as popular. I was in over my head at first.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you're very consistent with posting and, you know, just being somebody who's like a full-time content creator. I can't imagine having another job and also doing that, especially with the following that you have and I'm sure you feel like you you want to be consistent for your followers and post a lot of up-to-date stuff and just stay engaged. So, and also like to your point about being a patient coordinator and explaining that, I think that's really interesting and that can be really helpful because I've definitely been in situations now, I know a lot more than I knew in the beginning, but being with certain doctors and they say, oh yeah, we could do this, this, and this, and this is going to, you know, retract this, but you know, all of like the medical Mm -hmm. speak that if you don't have that kind of background, you don't really know what the heck they're talking about. So it's interesting that that's kind of how you got into the field. And that's obviously why your account has probably taken off like it has because you are able to kind of bridge that gap and connect with those people who really have no background and have no idea really what's out there. And it is so interesting because, you know, I see pictures of any like before and after picture that circulates on the internet. And you get, of course, all of like the stands or the naysayers or whatever who are like, oh, please, this is just like makeup and like puberty and angles. And so I'm curious what the reception was like when you started your account. And you started kind of calling these things out. Did you get a lot of those people or were people more just kind of interested in what was actually done?
1: I think then and now it's been more positive than negative. More people, I think, enjoy my page and at least understand where I'm coming from on my page. I try my best never to say anything negative about whoever I'm posting. I either compliment or stay neutral, try to stay to the facts of my opinions. But no, when I first started, people, they received it very well. They just thought it was fascinating. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's good to hear. And yeah, I have noticed that you are very complimentary or neutral. It's never about, you know, really dragging the person. And But I do feel like for whatever reason, it's such a, I don't know if it's combative, but it just seems to really get people really worked up, especially if it's somebody that they really like. Like, I'll give you one example. So Zendaya, and I wanted to talk to you about her anyway. Flawless, beautiful, stunning, of course, so talented, all of that. But she looks like she's had a few tweaks. And I saw an account that called that out. And I mean, the people in the comments were vicious and so defensive. And I wonder what that's about. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I don't know exactly what it's about. I don't understand the stan culture. Like there are so many celebrities I love. I would even say I'm obsessed with them. But if someone said they probably had this done, or or even if it's not about work, they cheated on their spells. I don't, I don't lose my mind thinking like it's a personal attack against me. So maybe they idolize them a little bit too much. But I think there's also this. Everyone kind of wants this hope, especially I find that those, you know, stands tend to be younger. I feel like that they want to hold on to the hope that, okay, they believe that maybe they're not as cute or as attractive as they would like to be. And they're only 18. But Zendaya had a major glow up between 19 and 23. So like, maybe they just need to get a little bit older, lose a little bit of baby fat in their face and it's going to transform their face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. it's that youthful hope that it's going to
0: happen to them. Yeah. And I think that that gets into the territory of like why lying about it, and we'll get into this, can be so harmful. So, I mean, take maybe Kylie Jenner, for example, who has allegedly had quite a few body procedures done. Right. But then she posts the two a day workouts on the treadmill. And so for somebody who's maybe 14, 15, whatever, like not quite her age and they see that and they don't know what a BBL is and they don't know what lipo can do and all of that, are they going to then be on the treadmill twice a day, like killing themselves, working out, trying to achieve this look that's like really only attainable through surgery?
1: Possibly, and they're going to buy everything that she markets. You know, there was a time when she was marketing certain teas and, you know, laxative shapes and things like that. and And they're going they're going to try all of that. And I'm not sure how old you are, but I'll, I'll tell my age. I'm 31. And even though we didn't have social media like that back then, I still remember looking at magazines, and it would say. Jennifer Aniston's workout plan, or what does Cameron Diaz eat in a day? And then I would go and do that. And so we're very impressionable at that age. And I think that any information that these celebrities give out, especially if it's something that you can do at 13 or 14, like a diet or a shake or getting on the treadmill twice a day, you're going to try it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always use this example, but I remember when I was younger, I can't remember what celebrity was attached to this, but one of the magazines said that so and so was doing a cabbage soup diet. And I was maybe like 13 or 14, like probably a freshman in high school. And I remember (laughs) trying to go on a cabbage soup diet. First of all, had not even reached puberty. I was a twig, you know, tiny. And that just goes to show how impressionable, like you said, somebody that ages. And even me at my age, I can still see something like that or see somebody's what I eat in a day or someone who has an incredible body and they're, you know, touting whatever workout plan, like I can still make that connection in my mind and go like, Hmm, maybe I should do that. Even though like, I know at this point, you know, what works for me and what doesn't. And usually I can kind of override that, but we are so influenced by all of this stuff. And I just feel like it, it must be so hard to be younger, (laughs) Absolutely, in this environment. (laughs) Not to sound like so old, but
1: (laughs) right. But you're you're right. Even at our age, it's really hard sometimes to differentiate. You know what's real and what's not. There are times when even I I joke and I say, "Oh, they even tricked me!" Like Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that this isn't what they always looked like until I happened to see like an old high school photo or something from a few years ago. Zendaya. So funny that you brought that up. We must've seen the same post because (laughs) I had not seen old pictures of her maybe since when she was first on Disney Channel. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even pay attention to the fact that her face had changed until I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I see it. I see these things, yes. And I, I, it's not that I thought she was necessarily all natural. I just hadn't thought of it at all.
0: sexual intimacy is good for us. It is good for us solo or with a partner. It can invoke joy, nurture inner well-being, give you that glow inside and out. It's also self-care. It can support quality sleep, boost your mood, enhance your immune system, and connect us to our bodies. But unfortunately, too many women are experiencing sexual pain or discomfort. That's up to 75% actually, and up to 80% of women don't reach orgasm through sex or penetration alone. So, Foria is on a mission to close the pleasure gap. They were the first brand to create an all-natural product line addressing sexual pleasure for women and people with vulvas. Got to be inclusive now in 2021. So I love the Awaken Arousal Oil. This is the ultimate pleasure pregame. It's actually their cult favorite. It was made with organic, broad-spectrum CBD and nine plant-based aphrodisiacs that work with the body to enhance pleasure and arousal and ease discomfort. They also have their sex oil, which is the cleanest lube on the market. This is a bedroom essential designed to provide all natural moisture and lubrication with 400 milligrams broad spectrum CBD to enhance pleasure, comfort, and relaxation so that you can go all night long. And they also have some other amazing products. So definitely go check them out. And they are offering a special deal for my listeners. You can get 20% off your first order by visiting wellness.com slash blonde, or use the code blonde at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com slash B-L-O-N-D-E for 20% off your first order. A question that I get asked all the time is what probiotic I like or what probiotic I recommend. And I totally understand the question. I think that there is kind of this idea, especially in the wellness world that A probiotic is like a panacea, and if you can find the right one, everything will fall into place. And that isn't necessarily the case, but it can do a lot. And the probiotic that I love and have been using for a long time now is Just Thrive. So we know that paramount in maintaining a healthy gut is maintaining a balance of good bacteria, and Just Thrive probiotics help to do just that. Their proprietary strains have been third party clinically tested and proven to arrive 100% alive in your gut. And they're proven to be super effective. I, like I said, have been taking them all year and they really have helped me in a multitude of ways and they also work quickly. So... In a study, the strains in Just Thrive probiotic were shown to address leaky gut in as little as 30 days. And also Just Thrive can help your immune system since we know 70 to 80% of it lives in your gut. It can help support your skin and your sleep and even your mood. And for me, they just helped a lot with bloating and digestion and... This was after not having very much success with other brands. So I think that's just a testament to the strains that they use. The strains actually have an armor-like shell that protects them from harsh environments like the super harsh stomach acid. And another thing that I like about Just Thrive is that their product contains a lot of clinical research. So give your body the support that it needs to feel your absolute best and get your gut in order with Just Thrive they are offering my listeners 15% off site wide, just go to justthrive.com and use the promo code blonde for 15% off site wide. Again, that's justthrive.com and the code is blonde B L-O-N-D-E for 15% off. How do I ask my boss for a raise? I'm so jealous of my coworkers' promotion. I just don't know what to do. Is there a good way to brag about my accomplishments, you know, without sounding like a complete jerk? Careers are complicated, and there are so many hush-hush topics we're told we can't talk about. That's why you have the Career Contessa podcast, a weekly advice show that takes your workplace dilemmas and offers you a better way forward. I'm your host, Laura McGoodwin, and each week I'm joined by experts to help you overcome your workplace woes with actionable advice that you can use today. Subscribe to the Career Contessa podcast and make progress in your career every Tuesday. I have found myself doing this thing. Every time I see a picture of someone who I'm like, whoa, that person looks freaking amazing, flawless, whatever. I'll always Google so-and-so before. (laughs) And 99.99999% of the time, if it's somebody like in the public eye, you see their before picture and you're like, holy shit, that's a different person or like, whoa, they've gotten so much work done. And we can talk about some of your favorites. But one of the examples that I know you like is like Margot Robbie, for example. Of course, all of this is allegedly. Allegedly. She's somebody who looks so natural, so beautiful. But then you look at like Margot Robbie before and you can see, especially if you have the eye or like the background and you know the different procedures that can be done and what they look like, you can see the little tweaks. So what do you like about her transformation?
1: Well, I love that it looks so natural. Yeah. And the thing is, is that her transformation happened, I wouldn't say older, I guess, probably mid, you know, early to mid twenties. It's not like she was 18 or 19 and suddenly changed. Like some of the people that we're seeing now, like, you know, Kylie Jenner. Um. So it was kind of really hard to pinpoint exactly but when I noticed it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. It looks like her eyes are opened and, you know, brighter. And she actually had more fine lines in her early 20s than she does. Now she's just like a hair older than me, I believe. So I think she's right at 31, 32.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she had um, like her lips. We all have a little bit of asymmetry. So eye, she's stunning. She was stunning before. That's not the comment I'm making, but she has some asymmetry in her lips. And now those are like perfectly smoothed out. She always had like a cute little button nose, and now she's like this, like refined, like probably the nose that so many women just bring in, you know, mm-hmm. and say, "Make my nose like this," mm-hmm. and it just it looks so natural. And I when I see the older pictures of Margot, I'm like, "That's not Margot." Like, mm-hmm. Margot had not bloomed yet. I mean, and mm-hmm. we know I believe allegedly <laughs> that she was surgically enhanced, but that's not Margot. Yeah. Margo, we know now that's Margot,
0: Right. Yeah. What do you think she allegedly did to her eyes? Do you think blepharoplasty and brow lift or just bluff?
1: I believe there's definitely a, um, a brow lift there. Mm-hmm. There's just even more space and just the angle of her brows are, are completely different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that eyelid, I mean, it makes me think about it. The <laughs> eyelids.
0: <laughs> Back to the Zendaya thing. I mean, if you look at before pictures of her too, and this is kind of, it seems like almost universal, like the nose and the eyes, like mm-hmm. brow lift, endoscopic brow lift, upper bleph and nose job. I feel like eight or nine out of 10 people in Hollywood have done that and and people that you would never know. Like another example that I like is Brie Larson. If you look at her before, hers is super subtle, but like same thing, like her eyes are just kind of popping now and I can recognize it because I've done it myself. <laughs> um, so well, that helps, but... Amazing. Thank you. A little tired today. Not used to being out past 10 o'clock. Emmys were last night. If anyone's (laughs) listening to this, which will come out maybe next week or the week after, but just to place where we are date and time. But what was I saying? Yeah. Zendaya. Zendaya. I don't know how to pronounce it. She looks like the same thing, but she also used to be younger. So I think it, it makes it easier for people who don't know that you can do these procedures to just say, oh, she grew up and lost weight, because like, yeah, she did both of those things. And right. <laughs> you know, her her nose is a little more refined. She has a lot more eyelid space, which usually doesn't happen with even with puberty loss. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. And puberty does not extend into your twenties, even in into your very late teens. I'm not saying that you don't change between 15 and 18, but it's not considered puberty anymore. At that point, you have your adult features pretty much as a as a woman, at least 16 or 17, a little bit older for guys. Mm-hmm. Your features are totally set, like they're there. Mm-hmm. But then it's, you do have some like fat that you might be losing a little in your face. That being said, there are things that are not fat related, like your brow, like shape, your eyelids. This is not because of baby like fat. Mm -hmm. um the lips getting larger always just blows my mind I'm like how are they losing weight but they're gaining it in their lips like this doesn't make any sense the Margot Robbie when I posted her and people said she lost weight that's what happened like it just opened up her eyes and I'm like that's not how it works (laughs) but I was like besides the fact that she arguably weighed probably exactly the same, if not close. So Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, a five pound weight loss or weight gain doesn't magically transform my whole face. I wish it did.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing if you could just lose five pounds and your brows would lift and you would get more eyelid space (laughs) and your nose would be more refined.
1: What's really funny though is that I'll have some followers who'll say things like, well, I lost weight and it definitely gave me that jawline the difference is, is, that this person, they usually lose 40, 50, 60 pounds. They'll show me there before. And they were, you know, 60 pounds heavier than they are currently.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm like,
1: okay, if Margot Robbie had lost 60 pounds, even 25 pounds, we can talk. But right. that's not happening here. But it's funny because they do relate it to themselves and their experiences, even though their experiences are, are way different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is reminding me also of somebody else who I don't know if you've talked about, but Anya Taylor-Joy. And again, I'm just thinking of this because I saw her last night and Mm -hmm. she was the girl in the Queen's Gambit. Mm -hmm. Do you know who she is? Yeah. I know who she is.
1: I've never posted about her, but she has such a unique face. I mean, is she just as stunning in
0: person? Um, Yes, and very unique, but she's another one where if you Google Anya Taylor-Joy before, different person. (laughs) And she for sure has probably lost looks like 20 or 30 pounds from where she was when she started in the industry, which was like a normal-ish weight, Mm -hmm. normal weight. I mean, she was petite then. I think she was a model. And now she's like crazy thin, like last night, crazy, crazy thin. But she's another one where it looks like definitely a brow lift, bluff, and a little nose refinement. I'm like, that is the Hollywood Now, especially for younger, I mean, for all ages, but especially the younger actresses and younger models, like the eyes are in, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. I I wonder if everyone does, you know, coin a term like the Hollywood triple threat being the eyes, the eyebrows, the nose.
0: I'm sure there's some doctor somewhere or some med spa somewhere trying to sell something where it's like the Hollywood trifecta.
1: Sounds like it's working. Yeah, We're talking about them, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. So who are some of your other favorite transformations that people might not realize were maybe like surgically enhanced? (laughs) Allegedly. I'm just going to say that a hundred times this episode.
1: Allegedly. Um, I'm not sure off the top of my head that they don't realize. I know one that I just absolutely love her transformation is Megan Fox. And you know, she's back in the public eye again after a little <laughs> reprieve to have her babies. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's funny is is that they'll show her now versus when she was in Transformers. And they use Transformers, Megan, as the before. And I'm like, no, that was almost peak Megan. There is No, we gotta whole use
0: whole Holiday concert. in the Sun, Megan. <laughs> right. <laughs> Remember right. that Alston's movie? Yes. <laughs>
1: And even if you look at, she was in that movie with, um, it was Lindsay Lohan, uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. You can even see her face is different there. She's got the little bump in her nose. Mm -hmm. Um, Her brows are a little, you know, she didn't have the the lift yet. And it's just crazy because they're always comparing now. Like she's had work since then, allegedly, Mm -hmm. but they're comparing it to that before. And they're like, oh, well, she didn't do too much. And I'm like, Ooh, but she is one of my favorite. I'm obsessed with her. So.
0: Yeah. She's stunning. What about when people say it's just Botox and filler?
1: Um, well, <laughs> most <laughs> brow lips are going to be surgical. Like Botox brow lips is like, it just softens this, you know, inner part. So you're not mm-hmm. scrunched in, but no, with fillers, if it's their lips, it's most likely filler. When it came to Megan Fox, there was a time when you could tell she was doing fillers because she was puffy all the time. And even though you could tell like her cheeks and her face were different than they were before, they were also inconsistent from each time you would see her. You know, they were bigger, sometimes smaller, other times. Since then, it's probably something more permanent. Most of these celebrities are going to be doing things that are more permanent, except for things like their lips. And of course, the actual Botox for their forehead to you know, soften or prevent the lines
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was curious if she got fat transfer because she's definitely got that like that smooth volume, maybe Energy. even fat transfer with just like a little bit of filler on top just to like make it pop. who knows?
1: I agree with that. That's fat transfer pretty permanent. I mean, she could lose even more weight and lose it, but Mm -hmm. it's not like filler that you're going to have to do every six months or so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've talked a lot about my fat transfer that I did in April and I was like, night and day. I cannot believe I didn't do it sooner. Although, I mean, I waited... I didn't need it really until I started to lose a lot of volume um, Mm -hmm. just in the last year. And like still arguably, I mean, it's elective surgery. You don't need it, need it. But I mean, it did make such a big difference in just kind of like restoring some of the volume and youthfulness in my face without getting that lumpy filler look that you can get. And especially Mm -hmm. to get the amount of volume that you get from fat transfer, depending how much you use to do that in filler, you would need like who even knows 20 syringes or something crazy. And then, you know, that comes with its own set of problems and then it goes away in six months or whatever. Um, Right.
1: And people forget that fillers are hydrophilic, which means mm -hmm. they love water. And so even throughout the day, it varies how much water it's holding onto the water retention. So you could have, if you've got it in your cheeks, for example, your cheeks could be bigger earlier in the morning. And then by the end of of the day, they're not as full. And the next day it repeats that cycle because of the water retention capabilities. And your fat isn't going to be like that. So you're more of a consistent look, which is more natural.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I had Lori Hill on the show, who I know you know as well, she had a really good point where she was like, celebrities have to look the same, whether they're a model or they're an actress. Like... They can't have these like ever-changing faces um, because they have to be consistent for whatever their job is. And because of that reason, they're going to obviously opt for more permanent procedures. And even just for me, who I'm not a celebrity, I'm a normal person, but I would rather do something once and not have to do it again, at least for like 10 or 15 years, than go and like chase the needle, you know, whether it's filler or Botox every four, six, eight months, whatever it is, and get a different result every time.
1: I agree with that. I think fillers can be a nice introduction or an idea. Like I'm thinking about a chin implant. So I got chin filler. It's gone now. It's been a few years. Mm -hmm. After I got the chin filler, I was like, yes, I definitely Mm -hmm. want a chin implant. And I think sometimes it's really nice like practice to It's not going to look exactly the same, of course, but I wanted to see if it would make that much of a difference to me. And it did. And so that is the plan
0: at some point. (laughs) That's a good point. And I think that's also important for anybody listening, like... I'm not here to like push surgery or encourage anybody to get surgery. I just want people to know what their options are, but that is a really good idea. Like if you want a brow lift, try Botox first, of course, if you want fat transfer or like to your under eyes or your cheeks or whatever, try a little filler first and see if you like it. And hopefully any, you know, qualified practitioner would also advise a patient to do that, you know, if it was appropriate.
1: Right. And it's, If it's something that you're not totally sure about, like, I wasn't sure if I really care that much about my chin and then,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, it's kind of, kind of like that transfer that you did, you know, you don't realize just how much of a difference it makes and then you do it and you're like, okay, yes, this is exactly what I needed. (laughs)
0: I see my before pictures and I like joke with my friends like how did you let me walk around like that? You guys are assholes. <laughs> Even though like nobody could really know if I never said anything, nobody would notice. Like right. I don't know why I call myself out. Every time I do something, I'm like this time I am not talking about it because I get so many trolls and like people, you know, giving me so much shit for it and it's such like low-hanging fruit for anybody who wants to hate on me to latch right. onto and they do and so every time I'm like I'm not going to do it and then you know, three, four weeks go by. And I'm like, no, people need to know that this exists.
1: (laughs) Right. But if that's the worst thing that they can say about you, that means you're pretty untouchable. So
0: thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of know what to expect now. I'm like, people give me shit for plastic surgery. And like my husband being older than me, that's pretty much (laughs) like the easy things that they can grab onto. If you eat a diet that is mostly whole foods, not so many processed foods and if you're active, obviously we know this is great, but you also might not be getting enough sodium and not replacing sodium can negatively impact health and performance. So this is kind of a new wellness hack that I've been on that I love and this is Element. So Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar, none of the junk, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. Element is formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and is perfectly suited no matter what lifestyle or diet you follow. Element contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio that's a 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. So I love the watermelon salt. I also love the citrus salt and the orange salt. I am just a fruity citrusy person, I guess, but they also have other great flavors like mango chili, raspberry, grapefruit. They also have an unflavored one if that's more up your alley. And Element is loved by professional athletes. Many teams are given this via their performance coach or nutritionist. It's also used by Olympic athletes and us regular people too. So I definitely recommend trying this and Element has a great deal for you. So my listeners can purchase an Element sample pack for the cost of shipping. That's $5 for US orders at drinkelement.com com slash blondefiles. And if you're not happy, they will refund your money, no questions asked. So again, that is drink lmnt.com slash blondefiles. This week, I released a bonus episode with one of the co-founders of Ned CBD. And it's a really interesting episode that explains what CBD and who it's appropriate for and what it can help with. So definitely go check that out. But I will tell you here why I love it so much and have loved Ned specifically for over a year. So they have the absolute highest quality CBD on the market, which is obviously so important when it comes to something that you're ingesting or even using topically. And As a consumer, I just really appreciate how much they care about their customer, which you will hear about in the episode. So since I've been working with Ned for a while now, I do have a code with them, full disclosure. And I want to highlight a new product that they have that's been in development for over a year. It is called the De-Stress Blend. I'm sure we could all use this right now. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. And then it also has a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and Cinnamon. So if you want to try the new de-stress blend from Ned, they have a code, like I said. So every order over $40 qualifies for 15% off and a free de-stress blend sample. All you have to do is go to www.helloned.com slash blonde or enter the code blonde at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That is H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D dot slash B-L-O-N-D-E. For 15% off, plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Speaking of chin implants, allegedly, what are your thoughts on Kendall?
1: Kendall? Kendall, oh my gosh. Kendall has had so much work done. Her chin looks different. Mm -hmm. But also it's hard because her whole face looks different. Mm -hmm. And you probably know this, like, in my opinion, the best work is all these small little tweaks here or there. And then the overall effect is just gorgeous. And that's how I feel about Kindle. Yeah. Her tint definitely looks different. It's consistent. So it's probably something permanent, but I can't tell you if it's an implant or if it's something else, but oh my gosh, the effects like, Allegedly, her nose and then her chin and then the brow lips, it just mm-hmm. opened up her face. Again, she was always beautiful. And I remember they would say, Oh, Kindle's so beautiful. She's starting to model. This was even before she had anything done. And then one day she just came out and it was mm-hmm. like she looked refreshed. Yeah, you know? she looked new or something, but still like herself. It was very, very well done work.
0: Yeah. I still want to know who her doctor is because yeah, I agree. It's like, I mean, everybody still says, oh, Kendall is the natural one. I think more people are realizing now that maybe she's had some stuff done, but yeah, I agree with you. She really does look like herself. And I think she already had like this beautiful, her and Kylie and Ken, I guess all of them have really big eyes and like that kind of almond shape, but that brow lift life-changing on her. And maybe canthoplasty or pexy, which is the one with the corner of the eyes. I can't remember. Um, I think that's canthoplasty. Yeah.
1: The one that makes it a little bit more almond. mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Canthoplasty.
0: Mm -hmm. So good. And that nose job still looks like her nose, just a little bit refined, robust. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then her chin, I've always wondered if she got a chin reduction and then an implant, like if she shaved it down a little bit and then did an implant, because it used to look a little bit longer and now it looks shorter, but wider. Yeah, like it's, Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, that's possible too. But again, I don't know what all she's done to the rest of her face and that can change the proportions to where she just, you know, maybe had an implant over it or Mm -hmm. what is the one it's like, they're filling in right here to soften. Like if you have like the chins that like divot, Mm -hmm. I forgot what that procedure is called. I don't know. That's the thing is she's had so much done to her face that sometimes it's hard to tell exactly what it is, but we do know her chin looks different. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Allegedly. What do you think? I, I always ask my guests who I have this conversation with this question, but What do you think a good solution is? So for celebrities who lie, for example, Bella Hadid or like Hailey Bieber has said she's never done anything. I don't know if the Kardashians have ever lied or just not said anything. Like Kendall, I don't know if she's ever said anything. I think she just ignores it. And even for influencers, I know that you've called out influencers. There was one recently, I can't remember who, who she said she had no work done. And it was like very clearly she has a very different face.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The Australian
0: model, I believe. Yeah. And her doctor posted her like way back when, right. And then she said that she hasn't done anything. So what do you think the solution is? I mean, I always, and we were kind of talking about this in the beginning, but I always wonder if like people were forthcoming, if then those young impressionable people that we were talking about before would want to go have surgery at like 14 or 15 or however old they are or if people should just continue lying or just not address it at all or like what do you think is the right thing to do?
1: So obviously it's a very complicated topic. I think lying about it is just not okay. Like I, I don't think that that should ever happen. It's definitely their prerogative to keep it private if they want to. If they don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But just don't talk about it. You know, say it's not a question that you want to answer if you're asked directly, but to just lie about it. What they're doing is is they're supporting beauty standards that are just they're ridiculous even to me, even with procedures being done. But now they're they're making it to where oh you have to meet these ridiculous standards, but do it naturally and like just think of how insane that is. Like to look like these people do without any work, like ever. So there's that. They should never lie about it. Being quiet is better than lying about it. But I would honestly prefer, if they were honest, they don't have to go into crazy detail if they don't want to. But just saying, you know, I've I've had help. Karuchi, the model, I think now she's kind of an actress. She used to date Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. She was being interviewed by a magazine. I think it was Harper's Bazaar. This is a few years ago. And, you know, they said, oh, you're so naturally beautiful, like, you know, whatever. And she said, whoa, it is very expensive to look like this. Like, I know that other people can't afford to do what I do. Like I do laser treatments once a month that are over $500 each time. And she mentioned a couple other procedures without going really into detail. And I was like, that's perfect. That's all you have to say is thank you so much for thinking I'm naturally beautiful, but it's not quite natural, I am maintaining myself in a way that most Americans can't. It's not, it's not like I woke up like this. And I I just thought that was such a class act that was perfect. And that's all that needs to be said. Mm -hmm. But to your point that would this make you know maybe younger people want to have surgery. Unfortunately, they're already wanting to have surgery when they're seeing these images, when they're putting these filters on themselves and think, oh, my nose looks so much better this way. My brows look lifted. Maybe I need to do that. Kendall might be natural, but I can get surgery to look like her. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think that that influence is there anyway. And this is anecdotal, obviously, but just from my page, I've had so many people who said, That when they see that these gorgeous, stunning, you know, unbelievably perfect looking people didn't start out that way, they feel better about themselves and they're more content with themselves Mm -hmm. and they're not constantly feeling like they need to put a filter or need to look that way because they know that even that was created. Mm -hmm. And so I'd rather that they were honest, but -hmm. at least don't say anything.
0: Yeah. You don't want to. I never saw that interview with Karuchi, but I love that. Like, I I really love that. And I, she's stunning. And I would look at her and think, oh, she's natural. And she probably has not had like a million surgeries. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw her at a Lakers game a couple of years ago in the bathroom. And I was like, yep, she is exactly what you yeah. see online <laughs> in real life, even better, like perfection. Right. And to your point about people wanting surgery anyway, I think that's really true. And I actually just saw... I think maybe Dr. Mascaro actually was posting about like a study that they did from maybe 18 to 29-year-olds, or maybe it was a little bit younger, wanting surgery now because of filters. And yeah, I think that that's made it even, that's even more insidious, I think, because it's one thing to look at somebody and go, wow, they're so pretty. I wish that I could look like that. And it's another thing to see it on yourself. I mean, (laughs) that's why I try not to use filters because then you know i see myself in a regular picture and i'm like wait what like i tried to stop doing it once in a while like this morning in bed you know with like no makeup and so tired okay i threw a filter on like i'm i'm not tricking myself you know right but it is really tough because even as someone in their 30s you know i can put a filter on and it like lifts your lip a little and narrows mm-hmm. your nose a little and tucks the chin and it's like oh wait, maybe I can do this.
1: <laughs> I know it, it is really hard, but whenever I do use a filter, I like to say it. I'll either put in the caption. If someone mm-hmm. says, Oh my God, you look so nice. You look so good. I say, I'm, I'm using a filter. And for me, it's, it benefits me and it benefits them. Yeah. It reminds me like, Hey, you used a filter. Like, don't, I don't know how to explain that. Like, hmm not that I'm not taking the compliment. I just don't want to take it to heart and then feel like I have to use a filter. So just reminding myself, like, hey, you used to filter. So just, you know, remember mm-hmm. that, like, you're still cute. You, you know, you didn't need the filter, but if they're complimenting you with the filter. It's fine, just say so. And then I think it's also, if I were a celebrity, if I were just this huge influencer, that's how I would want to conduct myself, like, listen, I, I get stuff done, even if I don't say what it is, but I, I feel like I would, but another, yeah. you know, I, you know, I get stuff done. I'm using a filter here. This was a professional photo shoot. You know, don't compare yourself to me because there was a team that put this together. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. There's a comedian, Heather McDonald. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She has that podcast, Juicy Scoop, which is like my guilty pleasure, but she always says like, I don't want to use a filter because I want people to meet me in real life and be like, whoa, you look so much better in person than you do online. And I was like, oh yeah, that's actually a really good point because, you know, if you're like filtering yourself constantly and then you go out in real life and you're like, you know, people are going to see you. That's what I don't get. Like people are going to see you, like, especially with some of the bigger influencers.
1: Absolutely. And I know that my feelings would be so hurt if someone came up to me and said, oh, you look different yeah. in real life. And they had that tone. Like,
0: yeah, I would be,
1: I would say, oh no, <laughs> I look worse in real life. That's terrible. That's probably the worst thing someone could say.
0: Yeah. Well, I think everyone has their bad days, of course, but I remember I was in New York, I think in June, and I was waiting in line outside of a store in Soho. It was like a gray day. I had no makeup on. I was having the worst allergy attack of my life. Eyes red, bloodshot, like so puffy, hairs frizzy because it was like gross. And this girl walked by and said, oh my God, can I take a picture? And just like snapped. And I was like, holy crap. I mean, it was from underneath and like, I could only imagine... What that picture looked like, and in that moment, I had some compassion for people who like end up on those accounts, you know, with their picture side by side of like Instagram versus reality. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. we're gonna have moments where we look like shit in real life, also.
1: (laughs) No, for sure.
0: But it's different when yourself there,
1: right? But it's different when you can tell that hey, this person just isn't wearing any makeup and Mm -hmm. their hair is a mess, or if they just look totally different. I'll tell you, so I'm in Houston and we have a lot of influencers here that are like the body influencers, you know, the Mm -hmm. girls who pose in bikinis and I've met them out in real life. And this is me. I'm like, she looks familiar. Do I know her? Who is this? And then it ends up being an influencer that just looks totally different. in real. I mean, you can tell like, it's a little bit that person that you think it is. But otherwise, like the body is different. The face is different. Like everything that you thought this person looked like is, is not what they look like. Never had those moments. And I realized I would never, ever want that to be me for mm-hmm. someone to go, oh, wow, you have deceived us for sure with the Photoshop. It's the editing and the Photoshop. You know, yeah. this isn't like a surgery type situation. And yeah, I would not want that to be me ever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like the self-imposed pressure that
1: so yes. many people
0: feel like they have to put on themselves. Well, you have a new podcast out with the best name ever, serial fillers. Thank you. <laughs> so so good. I didn't think so, of it.
1: A follower thought of it. And I was like, this is amazing. Let me pay you.
0: <laughs> it is really amazing. I've been trying to rename my podcast for like a year and a half and I cannot think of anything. So maybe I need to crowdsource and get one of my followers <laughs> to help out. Cause that is the best name.
1: Literally just offer a reward. I was like, if I love one of the names, I will send you this much money. And I got a slew of responses. So, hey, sometimes other people are a little bit more clever than we are. Yeah,
0: can't do it all. So, what is the podcast about and where can everybody find it?
1: So, it is basically about my page, either the things I'm posting, some of the conversations that are being had or some of the behind the scenes, like when I'm posting this and then I have an influencer who's in my DM. So it's a little bit juicy. I'm still not, I'm not that gossipy. (laughs) I kind of wanted it to be, I kind of wanted it to be like salacious and just, (laughs) I'm a huge fan of um, Bravo and Housewives and I wanted it to be like that. And then I sat down and I did like the FTC guidelines and I was like, clearly I'm not, as salacious as I thought I would be, but that's what it's going to be centered around. Some of the drama that my page attracts sometimes is my fault, I'm sure, but that and, you know, some of the relevant topics that come out of the things that I post. Like the next one, I think is going to be about Kim actually reducing her BBL allegedly. Alleged BBL and alleged reduction. Uh (laughs) Um, (laughs) Have you noticed her butt is getting smaller?
0: Kim Kardashian. Hmm. I'm trying to, I haven't really thought about it, but now that I do, I remember I saw a picture of her like still with the catsuit thing, like coming out of CVS. It's like, we know you don't really go to CVS on a daily basis. Like you're doing that to get photographed. And yeah, she actually did look a little bit, I didn't really see it from the back, but from the front, even like the hips looked a little bit less Mm
1: -hmm.
0: wide. So, but I didn't really put two and two together. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. And Lori Hill and I talked about it. So that's going to be on the next one. Interesting. But yeah. That's what the podcast is about. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and Google.
0: And where can everybody find your page?
1: On Instagram. It's mm-hmm. at IG famous by Dana.
0: And you have so much good information on there. And like you've been saying, it's not mean spirited. It's not catty or anything. And- also, occasionally you do the confessions in your stories, which I wanted to ask you about. but um, so fun. So entertaining. Can you just say what is like the juiciest confession you've ever gotten? And just people listening for reference, like she'll have people send in confessions on stories and then she'll post them. And they're really juicy. Gosh,
1: so that's so hard because there are some that are, you know, not related to celebrities or anything like that. And they're very juicy. Like someone is sleeping with, their best friends, moms, boyfriends, something crazy. <laughs> but one, and I think I am going to talk about this on the podcast because it's just fascinating. This girl sent in that she allegedly had some relations with Travis Scott like a couple months ago. And she actually leaked the information before it was confirmed that Kylie was pregnant. It was I think the TikTok girl had kind of said, we think she's pregnant because of the nail polish. Mm -hmm. She confirmed that Kylie was pregnant, that Kylie was allegedly having a daughter in January, early January.
0: I remember seeing that.
1: Yeah. And so this was even before, you know, it was confirmed that she was pregnant, period. And I was like, oh, so this broke on my page. TMZ, would you like to pay me? <laughs> but yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see until early January. Yeah.
0: Stormy gets a little sister. That would be crazy if you had it right? first. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting. So fun talking to you. And um, everybody go check out the podcast, Serial Fillers, and make sure you follow her, IG Famous by Dana. Thank you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me.